You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? <laughs> and today we're going to broach the subject of basic obedience commands in a different manner. We often have people come to us and say, oh, my dog is very well trained. He can go to therapy dog training. Or my dog's very well trained. He can do service dog training. My dog's very well trained. He can do the canine good citizen. And then we realize that, no, our requirements are obviously a little different. The basic obedience commands are generally the sit, down, stay, heel, walk on a leash nicely, those commands. And... They're important for a variety of reasons. So we're going to talk about that in this podcast. So hang on. We'll be back in a minute after our sponsor, and we'll explain all about it. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me are my friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And we're talking about the basic obedience commands. So, first of all, sit. That's usually the first thing most dog owners teach their dog. And I think they think that is trained. (laughs) (laughs) My dog's trained. Really, what do you do? Sit. And of course, that's after five repeating of the commands. Sit, 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 sit. (laughs) And a push on the butt. Yeah, yeah. Hard push sometimes. Well, I did a presentation (laughs) at a junior high today about service dogs versus therapy dogs and training and all the above and okay how many people how many kids here have dogs they all you know most of them raise their hands how many have dogs that have been trained Uh, a few drop their hands how many dogs will sit the first time you say sit and about 90 percent of the hands went down yep (laughs) and the rest probably came through us (laughs) <laughs> there you go. This is a local junior high. Girl starts waving her hand. I'm like, yes. She goes, well, mine can sit and he can shake. Wow, that's advanced <laughs> training. Yeah. <laughs> that's cute, though. Yeah, advanced Very training. Cute. Yes. Can shake as well. Very cute. <laughs> so why is it important? What's the motivation for having people teach their dog sit? I don't want something living in my house that I can't tell them what is right and what is wrong, but it's the rules of the house. Sure. Sit is polite manners. I mean, when you want to be able to reach down and pet, I like to reach down and pet, not have to follow the dog around because he's wiggle, wiggle, move, move. It's like, sit, hold still, I'll pet you. Work for me. They need a job. Otherwise, I think their minds just go to mush. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen those. You're doing the private training now. You see them. Yeah. Listen, I saw them. They have no job. It gives them a little... And there, pleases you. And dogs like that. I see... Well, I tell people there's two main reasons. First of all is you want to be able to communicate with your dog something useful. And sit and down and stay. Useful. Come. Those are all useful. And then they're also the start of teaching your dog how to communicate with you and you with him or her. So that... You can have a dialogue and learn other unique commands than you you and only your dog may know, but part of your life together. I mean, first, you have to establish how to communicate. And we're doing that now with Benji, our new Pomeranian puppy. Anything, Anytime we want to give him a treat or petting, he is learning to sit. And he's starting, finally, if we just look at him, he looks and sees a little wheel spinning and goes, oh. And the second he sits, he gets something from us. You know, yeah, good job. So oh, he's okay. Reviving. Okay, wait a minute. How Uh-oh. can you tell he's sitting? <laughs> this is a hamster. <laughs> See, this is a this this is a guinea no, pig with guinea fuzzy pig. hair. He's guinea pig by <laughs> How can you tell he's sitting? Well, when the tail is a little closer to the ground. Oh, sitting. okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. I'll let I her continue. Fur ball. <laughs> But that's the first command we taught him was the sit. The very sure. first command. And so he'll do this pouncy, 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 and they're like, ah, uh-uh, sit. Oh, yeah. And then when he does, it's just great to see this little 11-week-old puppy realizing, oh, they like that, makes them happy, and he gets rewarded. Petting, and verbal. He's also something. starting to learn some self-control. Yes. Which yes. is important. And as I like to say in class, self-control is hard for every critter. 
two-legged or four-legged. Mm-hmm. It's an important skill to learn. Especially the young critters. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we also explain to people that in class that the sit is the foundation command for everything else. Everything that happens with the sit is going to have bearing on anything else you teach the dog. If you teach the dog that you're going to say, sweetie pie, sit, sit, please sit, sit, then that's going to follow through when you call him to come, when you tell him to stay, when you ask him not to jump on you. He's going to expect that. And the nice thing about sit is it's something that their muscles and body already know how to do. Right. I mean, if I taught Walter how to step on a platform to raise the lid of the trash can, well, that's not something a dog would normally do. Mm-hmm. Sure. But the sit, they already do that on their own. So that's why I love when people go, my dog can't sit. Well, yeah, he can. <laughs> Have you ever noticed he's sit at home? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does it just naturally. He just does it on his own. So he can sit. We just need to add a command to it. Just doesn't sit when you tell him to. But that means you haven't communicated, no, he you haven't taught him yet. Or he yet. can't lay down. Yes. Really? Why does he sleep on all the way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. He knows what that motion is. We just need to teach a command to it. Well, that was very similar to the woman who started uh, CGC class. She wanted to start halfway through because her dog already knew all this wonderful stuff. And, oh, he could just breeze through it. So then, oh, but on the other hand, just never laid down in the last four years. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. Incredible. He sleeps standing up. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like a horse. Oh, yeah, that's it. Maybe somersaults. I don't know. <laughs> now, when we teach the sitting class, we also tell the, the uh, students to have their dogs sit for specific things. We tell them sit for everything they want. Everything the dog wants. Everything the dog wants. So everything good, there's that needlepoint motto. All good things come to dogs if they sit first. And so the dog learns how to please you. The dog learns self-control. And you start developing this dialogue that's great. And he's not jumping all over you when you're trying to feed him or give him a cookie. You're developing (laughs) a good habit instead of trying to break the bad habit of jumping on you. Right. The dog already knows, oh, the way to get good stuff, come and sit and look adorable. Mm -hmm. Right. And they start doing automatically. I mean, that's what cracks me up about little Ben. <laughs> I'm not even telling anything. He goes, oh, I know how to get your attention. Run, 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 stop in front and sit and look at you. You're like, oh, you're so cute and you're so smart and you're so... Yeah, we have so much. But he's learned that's what we expect. That's the way he'll get the correct attention and praise. Okay, Kate, you talked about the four-year-old dog that has never laid down and obviously sleeps standing up. Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk about lay down. So, it can be a little more difficult to communicate with, but again, something the dogs do naturally. And uh, sometimes the the small, the hummingbird dogs, or smaller dogs, may get worried if they they lay down. Oh, that makes them very susceptible to being stepped on or overlooked. Um, A more, shall we say, forceful personality dog may not want to appear submissive to lay down. So not only are you just teaching a physical movement, put your belly on the floor, bend your legs, but you're also teaching a small dog that, yes, you can lay down and you will not get stepped on. You will still be protected. That builds trust. Mm -hmm. For a more forceful, dominant dog, it says, no, you don't have the right to say you can do some stuff and not the other. I'm going to help you learn to lay down. I'm not going to attack you. But that also builds another trust. So there's all these wonderful layers going on at the simple thing about teaching a dog 
put your belly on the floor when I say the sound down. And hold still. And hold still. Sort of self Right now, exactly. we're, we're recording this podcast, and there's five dogs around us on the floor in downstairs. We ask them to lay down and be still. And I think most are asleep. Well, no, not necessarily asleep. But they're still, and they're holding still. They're not bugging us. They're not shoving the arms going, pet me, pet me, pet me, or jump in the lap, or they're being still. And oh, how wonderful. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll be a little upfront here that sometimes I'll get a call about coming out to do private training, and I'll, I'll kind of sigh a little bit if I hear, I need to, we need private training, because I stop, get out of my go, stop, let that go. We, we really need help with this dog. He's out of... <laughs> knock it off! Quit barking! Um, so, any, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't hear you. The dog was barking again. What? Uh, I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah. Sometimes it's, oh, boy, it's going to be. I can really get in there and help. Sometimes I just do it to my own energy. They've already got so many bad habits. Yes. That I know we're going to have to do a lot of work to overcome bad habits and start new ones. Yes. And I just... Part of me is thinking... How can you live with talking on the phone, with trying to read a book or watch TV with a dog who's a Tasmanian devil in your home? Sure. Or trying to control every motion and moment of your time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pushy, 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 pushy. Well, the woman I was talking to today, you know, uh, well, he grabs stuff and then we have to get it away from him. And I'm like, well, that's going to turn into a fun game. Yeah. So can you just ignore him or keep the leash on him? Until he well, Pick but it's up the, the remote. He loves to grab the remote. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> because he gets you excited gets you and you excited. chase him. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a positive reaction from you. What he thinks, even though you're mad, he's like, yeah, that worked. <laughs> Said until we are able to get together and teach, keep the dog on the leash so he can't get, and then just keep the remote out of reach. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> All right, we we will leave the down, (laughs) (laughs) and how about we move on to the come? (laughs) Potential lifesaver for a dog. Very important command. I I have to admit, my dogs learn all the basic commands and very quickly in their lives, but the come is one I'm particularly a stickler for. I want my dogs to come every time I call, no matter what, no matter what the distraction, and I don't care what else is going on. When I call them, I want them to do it. But when I call them, it's not, come. Yeah. <laughs> Even, and I, I like that game. And mm-hmm. I think because I have fun. Because I, I don't know. You know, it's something fun about watching your dog coming to you ready as fast as he can. Oh, sure. And your whole body language, you got a big old smile. They know, they see it. They can read your body language. Well, well Keely, her favorite thing, she jumps and Right into my arms and loves it. But she I does guarantee- not jump into your arms. We love <laughs> to demonstrate with Petra and her Pomeranian Keely that another version of the finish of the come. Instead of <laughs> running and stopping right in front of your knees and a sit and looking up adoringly. Which is what Kate's and my dogs do. Yes. Well, they knock you down. And they, they, they would if they does. tried to jump in. But and Keely has been allowed to do this and trained to do this. But she it's just a trick. runs uh, right up Peter's body. Usually about all the way up. Three steps, boom, 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 and then she lands in Petra's arms. <laughs> <laughs> and if she doesn't have enough momentum, then Petra does have to reach down and grab her. But uh, 
usually she just runs up the front of her. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> but because we've turned that into fun and, and a trick, I guess you'd say, she loves doing it. I call her anywhere, anytime, and it's like, yes, I know this game, and I'll do it. She runs so fast, that little Pomeranian tail ends up straight flat to the ground, <laughs> just uncurled and going for it. <laughs> but it could be a fun command, you know, and life-saving. And I agree with you, Patriot. It's so neat to see the dog coming towards you. Smiling, yeah, exactly. As he's running towards you, and when my dogs are running around the training yard here, and maybe they're chasing a rabbit or a squirrel, and I call them to come, and they're running towards me as fast as they can. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Cool. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. They're happy to do it. I'm thrilled they're doing it. I'm going to give them lots of praise. Usually, I'm praising them on the way in. Uh-huh. Quick, quick, quick! Yeah, good job, good job. And they'll drop anything. Exactly. So we contrast that with, as I see driving around town, Fido, get over here, as Fido's running down right the street, now. looking over his shoulder, going, <laughs> come on, chase me, this is fun. Yeah. Get to it, so hot, you're going to, ah, look out for the car, ah, Fido, come. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my, you had an interesting day today. <laughs> Can you grab him as he runs past you? Yeah, no, that's yeah. always fun. <laughs> Yeah. No, you, th- at that point, you want to tell the dog, run, run faster. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge the cars, but run faster. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or we are very close to Camp Pendleton, and sometimes we get the Marines in for training, training their dogs. And, you know, they've been indoctrinated in the Marine Corps. And I can say that as a former Marine, but they call their dog to come. Major, come. Damn, I'm not going to come to you. <laughs> Uh-uh. And what is inviting about that? <laughs> Your yeah. dog may come to you one or two times out of intimidation, but then he's going to go, no, not fun. And he's going to stay out of reach. And I think what the most rewarding part is when one of these guys, and we're going through a class with some now, that when they do change Sam, their tone. Sam's owner last night. Uh-huh. It was awesome. When they t- <laughs> change their tone and the, t- and the ears are perked, then the dog looks happy, then the tail goes, and the dog does it the first time all of a sudden you see the everything clicks in the marine's mind oh well that wasn't so hard exactly you know and and, yeah or uh dozers yes 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 i see that dog's tail wagging more and we're willing to do it Uh for dad once we got him to just change your tone and hey if we can get a big tough marine with his big pit bull to Uh go good dog (laughs) and that's just rewarding and I, i think there's a little shift too about Obedience commands must be obeyed, as opposed to you're learning to communicate with your dog what makes their life better and makes your life better so you live more happily together. Right. Okay. It doesn't have to be beaten over the head. Obedience training doesn't have to be boot camp. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Let me just take that analogy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We've got to take a break for our sponsor. Hold on. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Give your dog some thought. With Dog Thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why. 
Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And in this podcast, we're talking about basically what's so special about the basic obedience commands. We've been using these commands for years and years and years, but why? The first half of the show, we talked about the sit helping to teach the dog some self-control. The down is more self-control and having the dog hold that for a longer period of time. And, and an example I used is as we're recording this podcast, our five dogs are on downstays, letting us talk without being pushy and annoying and, and trying to get attention. Then we also talked about the come, which is a lifesaver, very important command. How about next, the stay? How are people going to use the stay? Why is that important? Oh, my gosh. How many times have dropped stuff? I mean, uh, uh, assistant trainer vows, ours, Herner. Was it brownies, glass, an exploding ca- casserole? Or I mean, that was a recipe for disaster. And if I, I believe if her dogs did not know stay, they would have had the chocolate, 
and swallowed glass. glass, broken glass. And in their pads. Cut their pads, yeah. Having the dog sit, stay at the front door while you go in and out, and he's not dashing out the door. Because we've heard those stories, dashing mm-hmm. out the door, running down the street, and we've heard of many times them being hit just a sure. block or so away. And the only thing that would have prevented that is that stay at the door. In the car. Yeah, they don't jump you out You experienced that. Sure. My dogs know not to jump in or jump out without permission. So when I was in an accident on the freeway. In the fog. In the fog at midnight. (laughs) And both of my dogs are black. (laughs) That they did not get out of the car, even though the door was left open during all the commotion, um, to go play on the freeway. Sure. They stayed there just looking at me going, "Can can we get out and play? And so I didn't have to worry about two black dogs at midnight playing on a busy freeway in the fog. Mm-hmm. While trying to get the tow truck hooked up to your truck to get it towed off. <laughs> it's just, it just, it saved their lives, yes, I'm convinced. But it also, it's just being able to communicate. With, sure. With a family member, with someone I have a relationship with. What makes, and if it's better for me, then it's going to be better for them. <laughs> It darn well better be. Every significant <laughs> other should know that. <laughs> I I like to think of the stay as the continuation of the self-control, too. Yeah. When kids go to preschool or kindergarten, they learn, if they haven't already learned it at home, self-control. You are going to sit in this chair. Maybe you'll do crafts or you'll eat your snack or drink your milk, but you need to sit in this chair at this table or this desk for... In the beginning, a short period of time, and then gradually a longer period Mm -hmm. of time. If kids don't learn that, they're going to have trouble. They're going to have trouble adjusting to the classroom. They're going to have trouble learning because they're not holding still. And puppies and young dogs need to learn this too. They're domesticated. They live with us. They can't run rampant. They have to learn some self-control. If we're going to live together nicely... They need some self-control. And Kate does private training, and I do behavior consultations, and we hear it all the time, the dog that's running rampant through the house. And some, not necessarily our students, but I'll talk to people, oh, I've never taken my dog to training because I don't want to break their spirit. That's like any of our dog's spirit is broken. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think we have some of the happiest dogs on earth. I do have a tendency to sort of, ponder the mysteries of the universe so let me preface with this but um oh kate's thinking (laughs) talking with junior high school kids today about all of this and one of the things they were talking about that it was their their place in the world okay so but they they talk about first within their family okay and then their community their blocks then their school and then their con- their state and their country and then they build it out to the world well all of that is social contracts sure i mean we as human beings have to obey rules yeah sure so exactly my dogs also i mean i give them the credit of saying yes they can learn a rule mm-hmm. and then abide by it sure they're not just mindless little free spirits running around and, to me, and, and a dog them. that's running around as a free spirit is not a happy dog no. uh, yeah that degrades them it puts them yeah. at risk we see that here outside our training yard there's a few dogs that run loose we have not been able to convince the owners otherwise 
Several have been hit by cars. We, we don't see them for very long. No, unfortunately, they don't stay around very long. The coyotes take a few away. The cars take a few away. But none of those dogs who are running loose look happy. And it's amazing they all tend to gravitate towards our training yard. Yeah, where dogs do. and people do. are having fun. Social community. I want in. I want in. Yes. Yes. It, it's very sad. So although some of us may think that the dog should be born free, they're not happy that way. So stay is one of those commands that the dog can do both in a sit and a down. And later, if he's had advanced training, a stand. Uh, it teaches self-control. It helps keep him safe. Helps just, make our lives better. Say, if it ever rains again here in Southern California. I Knock on wood. Yeah. It ever will. <laughs> I want to be able yeah. to decide whether my dog's feet are clean enough to come into the house or not. Sure. Yeah. So check them out. I mean, I, I love having all mine in the house, and my daughter and I sit there and watch a movie or something, and they all hang out like we're doing now. Relax, snoozing. Mm hmm. Happy. Yes. Comfortable. Yes. And knowing what the rules are gives you a certain, I think, gives every, what was, someone was telling me, a wonderful analogy, here I go. Um, so you're driving down the street, and you see the police officer parked by the side, and all of a sudden you realize, you don't know what the speed limit is on this road. Oh, yes. You know, the little beads of sweat that break out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> am I going too fast or not? Am I going, worries. Sure. Because you don't know what the rules are, and you see an authority figure. So I think giving my dogs the credit of saying these are the rules, and then they can relax and go, I know I'm doing it right. I'm sure. Cool. I'm hanging exactly. out. I'm relaxed. I'm under the speed limit. I'm good. Sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That, I'm going to get food and love and shelter. Okay. Well, let's, let's just talk about Archer a minute ago. Oh. My dogs are not allowed to dash through the door. A couple days ago, Archer, in his adolescent brain, Oh, yeah. Forgot that or decided to <laughs> challenge that. He charged the door as I was closing it. He did not like that. <laughs> and he didn't get hurt, but his feelings were hurt. And he didn't get through the door as he had thought perhaps he might want to do. So we were taking a break from recording a podcast just a few minutes ago. And it was a little warm here. So Kate was using the door as a fan. Archer backed up and went, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. The rules have changed. I've always been able to go out that door. What am I going to do? And, and he was the last one to leave the office, too. Yes. Uh -huh. So everybody else is out there, and she's trying to trick me by opening and closing the door. <laughs> so I walked him to the door and told him, go. <laughs> but again, he was confused. He had tried to challenge the rule earlier. He remembered it well, and he hung back thinking about it, going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. It's much easier when you understand the rules and you abide by them. And then as owners, our responsibility is to make our rules consistently fair. Yes. Consistent and fair. Yes. So that, you know, in a case like this, he, he all of a sudden thought, oh, my gosh, have the rules changed. Right. It's a, it's, it's a moving door that I have to dash through. Yes. Here in the office? No, no, that's not the case. Okay, right. we'll show you. So we backed up and we're fair about how the rules were applied. And that's a very important point. That's our responsibility. We have to make sure the dog understands. He's well rewarded for doing these things for us. We should never take him for granted. 
and and we should be clear. And that would go for all the family members. Yes. Because we hear the you know rules will be set by mom or dad, and then the other one won't go by the rules. Yes. And then there's conflict amongst the household, and dog's confused, and what do I do, or is this right, or is this right? Are you the good cop or the bad cop? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's and have two hap- even-handed cops. <laughs> yeah, and what happens if the good cop and the bad cop are in the same room? <laughs> then which set of rules do you obey? <laughs> right. <laughs> That would scare me, you know, if I didn't know. Oh, yeah. The rules should be evenly applied. Now, there's a few other commands that are part of the basic commands. Walking on a leash is certainly one of those. Oh, God. <laughs> I think that's an important one. I have, How many dogs do we see? Hacking <laughs> a coughing coming in, and they're still walking their dogs while they're doing Or you're a person in your neighborhood. Oh. Think between the dog pulling and the lady's probably longer arm by now. So listeners visualize this. About a seven or eight year old Labrador Retriever. Now seven or eight years. I've been watching her for at least six years. Heavier than she needs to be. So slightly round as some labs can be. Yeah, this is the dog she's talking about. Yes, the the lab. (laughs) I know. Who are we talking about? Very petite woman, owner. The dog is on a no-pull chest harness that is not working. The dog is pulling so hard and has been pulling so long and so unevenly, she looks like she's swimming. Her shoulders are at a diagonal. She reaches with one front leg, pulls, reaches with the other, and her pull on the one side is longer than the other. Almost, what's that? Not a crawl. Like that swimming. Isn't that a crawl? Or a a side stroke? Side stroke, isn't it? The crawl is evenly. Yeah, so she's so, not even. Anyway, she looks like she's swimming, and it's a very uncomfortable walk. But the dog is pulling so hard, she looks like she should be in a weight-pulling contest. The woman has one arm stretched out ahead at the end of the leash, and she's flying behind the dog. Now, the dog probably weighs as much as the woman. That does not look like fun at all. But they live in the apartments nearby. She walks that dog several times a day. Which is good, but both dog and owner need a chiropractor. And they're not having fun. Neither one of them are smiling. I have offered her my business card several times. Obviously, she doesn't feel she needs it. But I've gotten to the point now I see them walking and I turn away because it's so sad. It doesn't need to be like that. It's painful. It's painful for the dog and it's painful for the owner. I guess we'll give her credit for continuing to walk. I, I get calls from people who say they're not walking their dog anymore because it's painful or not fun or that they just don't want to do it anymore. Or how many people we know have been injured. Sure. Just well, walking. And it doesn't even have the size. We had one lady with, with her mini schnauzer. Beagle. Or a beagle. Who dislocated it. her arm. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it doesn't really matter the size of the dog. Yes. It should be pleasant. You should enjoy taking Walking a on walk. a leash should be nice. Yes. yes. And then now, it's good for your health and it's good for the dog's health and you go for longer walks more often and you all have fun. You'll enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're having trouble with the basic commands, talk to a local dog trainer. Enroll in a group class. Even if you did it previously and your dog still needs some work, Petra went through five basic classic classes with me. <laughs> Many, 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 many years ago. 
but I'll never let her forget it because we use nope. it as an example. And nobody has broken my record. Now, granted, it was the first dog she'd ever trained, and she had quite a difficult German Shepherd. Yeah. But finally, I was feeling so guilty. I said, "Just help me with the classes, and I won't charge you anymore." And twenty years, she's still here. Yep. Imagine that. Yeah, Kate was complaining about a similar contract we offered her a little while ago. Help us out once in a while. There's only a few dogs per class. It's no big deal. Uh, right. Uh, what, five years later, look where you're at. Well, you know, everyone who has an addiction likes to draw in others <laughs> to their addiction. It's true. So, but if you're having trouble with your dog's basic commands or you need help learning how to teach your dog... Talk to a trainer in your area. Feel free to go and watch a class to see if you're going to be comfortable with that class because mm -hmm. every trainer's different. We get that a lot. I answer the phone and somebody says, I'd like to know more. Can I come see a class of yours? I'm like, great. Don't bring your dog with you, but go and watch the class. See how the people are. Go a couple of weeks, just a few minutes at a time. See the progress. I love it when people come to a first week class. And then come to either the sixth or seventh week of class. And see the difference. Oh, yeah. Because first week class is always chaotic. By fifth, sixth, seventh week of class, you're seeing such a major difference, such a major change. It's absolutely wonderful. And we see it in every class. So see if the trainer is effective at what they're doing, what they're teaching, the skills they're passing on. And the people and the dogs, are they happy to be doing it? I think it's probably our biggest word of mouth is our students. Oh, absolutely. And it's just people, majority of the time, coming up to them going, God, your dog is so well behaved. And then they start saying, well, we went to Kinder Spirits, blah, blah. And that's what you were telling somebody the other day. When you see they've moved to an area away from us. <laughs> so, all right, ask your vet. When you see the dog walking down the street nicely. Yeah, where did go? Stop and ask them. Yeah. When you get the same name come up a couple of times, then go check out their place. Well, we we, we've, had, we've had the ones who get angry, who go, yes, who referred you to us? Everyone. Everybody. Everyone said they came to you, so I'm calling you. I did a behavior consult with a biting dog who turns out to be, he just needed some leadership. He was taking charge and the owners weren't. But I asked, Standard question, who referred you? Everyone. I live nearby, and everyone said I had to come to you. When I told my friends that I had made an appointment with you, they said, good. <laughs> <laughs> and they do get a little mad about it. So, sometimes they do. But we'll also be the first to admit we can't make everyone happy. Oh, yeah. So ask around. Find a trainer in your area that you'll feel comfortable working with, and then Enroll you and your dog and enjoy it. Have a good time. Teach them, teach them, teach them. Well, that's it for this podcast. I hope we've offered you some different things to think about and some ways to use your dog's basic obedience commands or some motivation to get that done if you haven't already. And I don't care if you've inherited an eight-year-old Pekingese. We had one the other day. You can still teach them. Definitely. Oh, I had a lady Teach ask, if, dog can I bring my 12-year-old Maltese through class? Sure. I'm like, why not? <laughs> sure. I my dad's older, and I can't. if I ever say, you can't learn new tricks, he'd probably smack me. Yes, he would. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, he would. <laughs> so, yes, you can teach an old dog new tricks. 
Well, the Mistbusters. Yes, they so proved that. They proved that old dogs can be trained. Yes. <laughs> and that's it, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>